Hey guys, it's me, Nick Graves. Uh, if I sound a little funny, I'm not using my mic. I'm using like the laptop mic. The quality of the episode is a lot better. <laughs> but today is a talk with Ryan Goodwin. He is an awesome guy, stand-up slash musician. And it's really interesting. We get into a bunch of interesting stuff. My friend Brian Imprato is here too. Uh, he chimes in here and there. It's always great. I say it was great to have him, but it's his first time there. <laughs> but yeah, I hope you guys like this episode with Ryan Goodwin. Thanks a lot. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is uh, Nick Graves. You're listening to a new episode of the podcast at home. And today I have Ryan Goodwin. Now, what's going on? He was on an episode before, and it got messed up, so we're, we're, this is the part two, kind of, sort of. He actually made the theme song for the podcast at home. Uh, obviously, you've heard it if you've gotten this far into it. Uh, what was it like? Did you just hear it, and you were like, that demands like a jazzy... What? Yeah, like I, I figure the concept of the podcast at home is like, I don't really want to get up. <laughs> That pretty much sums I'm, I'm, it up. I'm listening to this podcast here. I'm, it's at home, you know? We're in your apartment. It's, yeah. it's cozy. And so the theme song, I was like, yeah, I'll just lay down some chords, like three simple chords, and just but it sounds scale awesome. over it. And I was like, yeah. I feel... Because, you know, when I'm at home, I have this piano at home. Like, yeah. that's at home for me. Yeah. So, so you, I was you like, took it's that concept a podcast at home. I feel very good about it because I like talking over it because it makes me feel like I'm on, like, an NPR show or something. <laughs> I'm like, hey, everyone. Oh. You know, and also, glad you said cozy, because I had a friend who did the podcast, my friend Tony, he was like, yeah, it really is the podcast at home, and he kind of gave it like a look like, oh, this is oh. impressive, <laughs> like, cozy's kind of more what I was going for. We also have, uh, he'll be chiming in here and there, and he's going to join us for the for the game, my dear friend Brian. Hey guys. And he's awesome. He's hopefully soon going to do his own episode. Oh, jeez. I, I think that's <laughs> going to happen. spot on record. He's he's definitely gonna no do. Backing it. Out now. <laughs> no, like, this is a. I gotta go now. <laughs> it's a verbal contract. Oh boy. So something we're gonna talk about a lot of interesting things with Ryan. He's an interesting guy. The first thing I want to get into, though, for those of you who don't know, he obviously we just talked about it. He's a musician and he's also a stand-up comic. Uh, which of those would you say like you lean more towards as far as like that's what I'm gonna like really fucking pursue uh music definitely music because i've been doing music since i was like a kid right and i just discovered stand-up comedy like a year and a half ago right still something you're passionate about but like like it's fun like it's it's great to practice you know being on stage but music is what i've been doing right what was your first experience like playing an instrument um my dad brought home a piano from radio shack when i was 10 Mm -hmm. and I just so I was like, this is what I do now, and uh, so I just like play on the dick around on that. But even before that, he had like a really tiny Casio keyboard, kind of like the one you have, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, hey um, man, if you want to do a little improv yeah. thing in that later, Maybe, yeah, absolutely, um, that'd be awesome. He had one of those, and you know, dick around that when I was in like elementary school, and then I was like ten. He brings home this like a bigger one from Radio Shack, and then I've just been doing music since then. Nice, it's just been something I've been fiddling with. What is it about it that, like, makes you so passionate about it? It's, it's a way to communicate in a, on a deeper level, you what know? You like, you know, I'm having a conversation with you, and, like, we can get to a certain level of humanity here. Right. But in music, you know, I'm telling you something, 
that I couldn't tell you with words. Right. It's like, this is something that sounded aesthetically pleasing in my head. Right. I hope you can find something in that, too. Right. You know, I there have been times... Don't get me wrong. I, I connect to music when I'm sober. <laughs> but there have been times where I've come home, like, after drinking, and I'll play, like, Alex Turner from Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> and I'm like, I there's something about it that's, like... That I feel like I'm I'm being exposed to that I don't really know how to put into words. Right. So it's like that's that's aw- it's awesome that you get to connect to people like that. Yeah. Now, how did you um? Because you're in a you're in a band here called Raspberry Pi. Yeah. How did that? I've only been doing that? that for a couple months, and mm-hmm. I saw Doug play because I you know I've just been hanging out in Ventura for like a year right. since I've been at UCF. Right. And I saw him play one week. I think it was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Or Thursday it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it was a day, and, and and he does he does uh, a song called Bacon. He does a cover of September, and I'm like, this is my fucking jam. <laughs> and then he plays Love Seat, which is the song that everybody knows about us. If you know us, you know that song. Yeah. Um, and I came up to him. And I was like, teach me how to play all of your music right now. <laughs> I have a, and the cool thing is, I have a, a Fender Ro- like an old Mark II Fender Rhodes right. at home. And just having that, like, I just got, my uncle gave that to me. But yeah. I have that, and that makes me sound like a legitimate musician. It's pretty awesome. So even if I, like, sucked at piano, I, I have that, and I'd be like, yo, I have this. And be like, oh, shit. Oh, let's... cool. <laughs> so, like, I sound legit, and I'm like, yo, let's teach me. I have this Fender Rhodes. I would love to play keyboard on your song. And he has me over, uh, and we go over his music. I pick it up semi-quickly. Uh, and he's like, yeah, fuck it, we'll do, we'll do a show together. And I booked, and so we we just found out, we're like, oh, we our music, you know, vibes together. And then I booked my own show at Natura. It was Ryan Goodwin on the Roads to Nowhere. Oh, and then nice. I was like, but at the cool. end of the night, I was like, yo, yeah, it's a, it's a fun little, because it's a Rhodes piano, Rhodes to Nowhere. Rhodes to Nowhere. That's what I call it, because um, that's where it's getting me. Um but and then I was at the end of the show, I was like, I'll do like, you know, half a set and not enough for the other, I'll have him. Right. And that was, everybody in the church just got up and started dancing. I've heard about this. I night. have video, I still have the videos on my phone. I still watch them over and over again because I like to cry. Um, <laughs> and just like, it's yeah, so that was cool good. once. And, and, that, and then, we haven't like, we haven't had it be this big since then. Like, it's, there was so much positive energy in the room. Right. This is the first time it's ever happened. Right. Um, and so far, the only time. Like, people still have a dance, but there was nothing like this. And we, we, we uh, towards the end of the show, we're just like, mm-hmm. we're, yeah, fuck it, we're, 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 we're good at this. <laughs> and I, so, then, yeah. I, I've seen, like, little clips of you guys playing and stuff. I saw a video you put on Facebook the other day of you guys playing Love Seat, and you're playing Melodica. Like, yeah. And I was like, you know what? It's just so much fun. Like that's what it feels like listening to it. I'm like, it's like it's like dancey and like you, man. that's cool. What what would you say is like your process for writing music? Do you do do you do lyrics at all? I don't or? write lyrics. I'm trying to. I have like a couple scraps of beginnings of things. Right. Um, but it was really I said like he baked the pie. Like he right. started it. It was his thing and then he wrote all the songs. And then I'm like, hey, I can do this with you. Right. And so, but for me, when I make music, because I also make music individually on Metablib, because I've been doing, because I was that kid in high school that tore into that film studio and was like, I can, I'm a producer now, haha. But it went <laughs> way too far. Yeah. You know? Because <laughs> I still do it. Um, 
Same. And so I'll, you know, I'll find some chords that I'm comfortable with, and I'll just build. Like, you can ask any producer, they'll say, like, yeah, it's just a thing, and then right. you build off that, and you loop it, and it's whatever. Well, how would you, like, because you, you said Metablip, which is a, another project that you have. Um, how would you describe that uh, compared to Raspberry Pi? Because Raspberry Pi is obviously more of, like, a group effort thing. Is yeah. Is the one that you enjoy more? Or? Yeah, it's the one that knows where the hell it's going. Okay. You know, because I did Metablip, I was like, I make music, I need to put it somewhere. Right. And it's, so it's content that's available right. for people to hear. And it's like, oh, hey, I like that guy. Right. Maybe I'll give him money. Um, but, like, <laughs> with Raspberry Pi, like, we, somehow it got really fast, really big, really quickly, because, um, we just started doing shows like every week or every other week. Right. Um, like this week, we just had two shows in a row. We did one on Friday and we did one last night. That's awesome. On Saturday. And um, and so it knows it it has a direction. Right. Um, and it and it's a live experience. Right. Metal Blip is me being in my room just do to do on instruments and right. a computer. Raspberry Pi is these are songs that are being performed. Right. So would you say that is there any project between them that you're a little more like passionate about, or is it uh, right now? It's definitely Raspberry Pi. Raspberry Pi, because yeah, like I said, it's going somewhere. It's something. Right. But isn't isn't there some some sort of fun in the like mystery of like I don't know where the fuck this is going? Like, oh yeah, it's frustrating because I I've it been is. there. Well, because you know, because I'm a music major. Yeah, and for a while. And still, kind of, it was horrifying. Because yeah. it's like, I'm just going to make music, what does that mean? Yeah. But now I'm in a band that has shows and yeah. like, has a, a following. We have like fans, it's cool. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, this is what that feels like. Yeah, yeah. See, me uh, me and Brian both are actually like film majors. Mm-hmm. And that's I'd say that's like a similar fear of like, oh, I'm majoring in film. What the fuck does that mean? Right? <laughs> like, yeah. cool. And until you I find, like, a some... in Hollywood. Right, until you find, like, some gig. Yeah. Like, that exactly. does something. You have to fall in somebody's lap. Right. Basically. Like, like yeah, like, Doug is, like, 20, 25. And right. I'm like, oh, this man has been... has made these mistakes already. Right. Yes! And see, that's smart, though. You're learning from someone. That's... I'd say, as a creative person... That's one of the hardest things to open. Because I, I think with creativity, a lot of times, at least for me, kind of naturally comes an ego of you oh, yeah, knowing certain things. So one of the hardest things for me to learn, a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Michael Almanzar, stand-up right. comic, I've learned so much about stand-up from him in the <laughs> yes. past year, and it took a lot for me to be like, this guy is younger than me, but he knows things about this thing that I love. That can help me. Brian, when I talk to him about my scripts and stuff, always has something to say where I'm like, oh, fuck, that would make more sense. You have to kind of open yourself up to, like, the idea of, like, oh, this thing I love, someone else loves it too and can help me with it, you know? We, I feel like we have this this thing in our society now where Muse has changed a lot. Right. Muse has gone from you are channeling creativity to somebody has to be a complete and isolated genius. Right. Where... Kanye was we're not kind gonna of be, thing. We're not making an ex-Citizen Kane. We're working together with somebody to make something great, but we're not like a messiah of film or music. We're just right. Well, that with... doesn't come until afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't know you're great until yeah. you've done, you know, time. But what do you think the? I've thought about it. What do you think that benchmark is? When is it a is it a public reception kind of thing when you know you're great or is it something that's intuitive where you're like oh I've done this thing that I know is like my you know my like my opus well I mean I guess 
those are two different interpretations of you know what it means to have a great work anyway. I would say right. there is a benchmark. I like think I, it's just arbitrary. Right. You assign it wherever you want. Like I yeah either. I have okay. a, you know a couple. Well, not really. I have one song I made in like 2013. It. Um, and I look at it as like, oh, this is when I decided I was doing that style of music now. Right. It was called Up Late, and I recorded a clarinet solo on this, like, cool electronic R&B track. That's it's awesome. dumb. It actually uses the exact same chords as I used for your intro. Oh, very so, cool. So, um, <laughs> yeah, just in a different key. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I recorded it on my iPhone. Like, it sounds like shit. It's not a good, by, by, you know, professional standards, it's not right. a good song. But it's my one of my personal benchmarks is like, oh, this is I can do like chill, right. jazzy type music, and then the other side of that is having everyone be like, yes, this has influenced other people and other artists. Right. This has significant meaning in our society. Right, and right. that's something you don't get to decide. Yeah, yeah, that's why I went into films is I want to help people with the movies I make. Right. One of my favorite quotes is from. Um, he was a professor and a philosopher of Eastern philosophy. His name was Alan Watts. And there's a pretty much viral video on YouTube of him talking. Uh, all of his lectures were recorded, and they were made public after he died as his wishes. And he, lots of his students would ask him, I don't know what to do after college. I still don't know what's going to make me happy or, what's, or if I should chase the money. And he said that whatever you love to do, you do that. And right. eventually you'll get so good at it that somebody's going to pay you to keep doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I'd say for all of us is the... <laughs> there's a there's a goal there to actually be... Right. Have an income with what right. we what we enjoy yeah. doing. I, I guess that's... Because I've heard the quote, if you do something well, don't do it for free. Right. But that just sounds like a better, elaborate, more well-put version of that. See, I'm, like, I'm in that place where I'm like... I, I really love... Because my biggest thing right now, I would say, is writing in a broad sense where I want to write film, TV, and I want to write, like, stand-up. And right now I'm getting that personal fulfillment where it's like, I really care about this. But there is the whole thing of, like, oh, if I give this 100% of my attention, I'm going to eventually need to have an income from it, you know? Yeah. Because it's hard to work a 9-to-5 job that's not your passion and then come home and be like, well, I'm going to write... And I have to get up in the morning and go to that other job, right. you know. So that's like that's that's like the fear for me right now. But what do you, in like, in terms of uh, stand up, what would you say your your process is, and how does it compare to your process for music? Um, stand up is more um, in the moment. Okay, it's I think of an idea like when I'm driving. Well, not usually when I'm driving. I was like have a thought and I'll write it down on my phone. I have this ever growing list of just like short ideas, some that don't even make sense. And then I'll do an open mic and I'll bomb. Right. With that exact Those are always concept. Fun. <laughs> yeah. And so now recently I've just getting, been getting into doing more sets that suck. Right. On purpose. Right. You know, okay. I've been doing, cause I, I've been getting sick of my old shit. I know it works. And if I go somewhere new, I'm going to use it. Yeah. But for now, like, when I go to Natura, I go there all the time. Everybody knows the punchlines to my jokes. I'm done. Yeah. I'm fucking done. Right? Yeah. Maybe once in a while I'll throw it back in. Yeah. But now, that's a workshop for me. Yeah. And I'll go in and I'll test some new thing. Like, um, the other, like, I think I came up with this one yesterday. It's like, what if Jesus already came back, but we just accidentally killed him in a drone strike? <laughs> Whoops. Like, that's, yeah. Like, that's... 
that has no point. That's a question, and I want to expand. You know, yeah. it can go anywhere. It's like it's like the germ of like a of an idea that you can you know go off of. That's really fun. I what do you, what kind of fulfillment do you get? Because I I know for me when it comes to doing stand up, I genuinely like the there's a fear in doing. I get nervous every time I go up. Oh yeah, and. The only thing that makes me do it is just that, like, I love seeing people, like, laugh, and yeah. it's, like, a rewarding thing. How, what's the personal fulfillment you feel with um, that? Oh, yeah, getting laughs. It's, like, I've, I, it, yeah, it's getting laughs. It's, like, oh, hey, uh, this is validation. What I'm doing is it's working. You know? Right. But it's also, it, I feel proud for just creating this intimacy right. with this group of strangers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, and I always talk about it when I talk to stand-up comedians, but, it, like, my first semester in English, I just wrote a whole essay studying, like, the discourse community of stand-up comics right. and, like, the, spe- the oddly specific context of stand-up comedy. Yeah. And so, you know, fitting into that right. and having it work is just really fun. Yeah. You know, it's like, I these strangers, they like me yeah. for now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I try to find... And I'm, it's kind of bullshit, but it's also, like, you know, the purpose of my comedy. I was doing crowd work at this one open mic, uh, Basha, if you're, it's great. Um, and I did a callback, I did a you know, crowd work thing, and I just said the word. I was like, ah, callback, to, like, all the audience. I was like, I'm revealing you, this is all a facade, none of this is real. Right. Everyone talking to you, it's never real, it's yeah. somebody being somebody else. But now, for, when you say that, what makes, what makes experiences worth it if that's the case hmm that is a great question (laughs) well but you have to find because if everything's meaningless right and everyone's i've had people come because i don't i'm not pissed off about that at all yeah i know i just sounded very cynical and it's like no no. everyone's lying to you and everything's bullshit you said it with a smile on your face so i was like i know he's okay with it yeah no i'm totally content with all of this yeah um because like that means i get to find my own i get to declare my own metaphors i'm like i'm trying to find metaphors in my own life i know they don't exist but it's i i said they are right and so because i know i get to draw these conclusions and that's the fun of it all right i see i appreciate that outlook i'm way too uptight to ever think like that <laughs> instead i assign brian knows this pretty well i will assign meaning to everything <laughs> and analyze and overanalyze Right? Oh, yeah, no, I, I get that. It's yeah, I do so that all the time. It's so hard to break out of that. But, so, so you still feel, like, some fulfillment in doing things, though, and, like, pursuing yeah. things, then, because you've made, like... Like, you know, in doing comedy and music, I studied humanities, because I'm dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I like connecting with other people emotionally. Right. Like, and I, when I play Love Seed and see everybody dancing, or I tell a joke, and people laugh, it's like... Then, you know, in that sense, at least for a minute, I get to be immortal. I get to have touched these people in that moment. I like that. And I'll, and I could die tomorrow, and it's like, they enjoyed it. They enjoyed my presence for like a second, and that's fine. Right. Especially in film. Lots of actors will touch the audience, and they become timeless. They're like, whenever you have to write essays about film, you always refer to whatever's happening in the film in the present tense. Right. Because somewhere in the world, it could be being played in that moment. Like, it's... Right. Nothing in the film is in the past. It's a film we played over and over and over and become the present. Right. So, whenever an actor passes away, as when Leonard Nimoy passed away, 
whenever someone watches Star Trek, he becomes timeless as well. That's Him so in true. that moment. That's true. I and that's a that's a great but still scary concept to me. I'm scared of everything. That's guys. fine. Yeah. <laughs> You're allowed to be. <laughs> because like when um and it's gonna sound kinda silly, but it was like I don't you guys know the band The Monkeys? Like the Yes. Oh my I, god, yes. Me and my sister, we got into them because my mom and we love them. They're just delightful. Yeah. And Davy Jones died. Yeah. And oh, my man. sister was so torn up about it. And I remember once saying something about him, she was like, Please don't bring him up. And she got like really upset. And I was like, That's what scares me, is that someone who I don't know can have an effect on me. And they still don't know that I exist. I I'm only remember. aware of their existence. More than half of my friends cried when Robin Williams passed away. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was a big one. Oh, man. Yeah. That one, I, you know, because I usually don't give a shit about celebrity that. So Robin Williams was like, that man's presence has been in all of our lives. Yeah. It's because he, he does so, he did so many different types of films. Right? Yeah. You yeah. Know, he did, he be, was in Disney I'm and then he was also... A personal yeah. vacation when Christopher Walken passes away. <laughs> <laughs>
ish times right. by now. Maybe probably more than twenty. And I'm gonna watch it again because it's like this is the guy <laughs> I need to just uh, be more like. Not be because right. I'm still me. Yeah. You know, in 2015, not 1950. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's a nice reminder. It's like oh, just be this kind soul that right. people can love. And people come up to me. They're like, oh, Ryan, you're just the coolest dude, and we love you. And it's like oh. Thanks, that's, I'm right. Yeah, because I I will say I've had a handful of, like, I don't think we've hung out more than a handful of times. Right. And I feel, usually, if I have, well, I haven't had, like, a bunch of people on that I don't know, but I've had a couple that I'm not too familiar with, and usually there's, like, a sense of anxiety. I feel no anxiety right now, like, hanging out with you. I'm sure, like, you know, so I, I can see that, the what scares me is I have a um like I'm always I'm always nervous about like authenticity and this comes into me over analyzing oh I like this okay where I'm like okay people people know who I am but they don't know all of who I am so does that mean that I'm lying to them does it even matter if I am lying to them you know because there are some things that I I'm a naturally kind of a bit of like an awkward anxious type and sometimes I've noticed myself playing into that more than I have to, to turn it into, like, a charisma. And I'm like, is that manipulative in itself? Uh, yeah, I it, see. See, know? that's funny, because where, where I tried to get this charm from, I took it from, like, oh, hey, I'm a loser, I gotcha, you right. know, that sort of joke. And, you know, I think we all play that card. Yeah. Um, I've told Nicholas this before. When I was in high school, I used to put on this persona of being of making everyone happy, I was everybody's friend, you know, everyone loved Brian, but then I'd go home at night and I was extremely lonely yeah. and very miserable. I only had about two friends who would have me outside of school. Yeah. And I just, for me, I was always depressed. I didn't want anyone else to feel sad at all. So I tried to make everyone happy at school, but I wasn't making myself happy. Right. So eventually, as I got into college, I decided to dissolve that persona away to where I can still make other people happy, but I'm not going to hide my genuine self at all. Right. And right. I've lots of people in high school have eventually told me, Oh, you've changed. You've you're not the person you're, you're like, this anymore. is me, baby. Because no, you're really like, you. It's just like I haven't changed. I've just changed the way I'm acting around you and if you only want the person who isn't me, then you can just go Hey just watch T V. Right. <laughs> just watch what? That's the best I comeback. Can't, I can't Hey everyone... you stupid man, just go <laughs> Watch some TV, watch some Breakback, it's a good show, it's on Netflix, check it out. I can't there was personal Aziz Ansari who's just around smiling and telling jokes. I, I have, you know, everyone has real emotions. I'm yeah. a human being, yeah. Exactly. I was, th- okay, before I get into this, uh, can you elaborate a little more on what you were saying before about the, like, for you that whole persona? Oh yeah, like, um, like I was, you know, like I did have friends in, in the first high school, you know, I was in the marching band, like it was a good network. Right. Um. But then, you know, in you know the second high school, I was like, wow, I don't have to just be that miserable and just be that alone. Right. But um, I got really good off playing the card that, like, um, oh, hey, I'm not good at stuff. Like, I know I am, but I got to, like, to, and, like, I got to feign, I don't know if I'm feigning humility or if I really am. That's the real question. Yeah. But it's like, hey, I'm not the best at this thing. Yeah. And everyone's like, this man does not suck his own dick yeah it's like cause I was a you know I was a pretty good piano player in like high school and, yeah you know, I um like I won the talent show my senior year yeah, that's a brag <laughs> um but like when after that I was like ah oh, yeah 
thanks. I'm just, you know. You know, I do this. <laughs> it was an accident. Yeah. I, whoops. You yeah. Know? And everyone's like, ah, look at you. And, you know, and that's that's what I like. I don't like saying, like, yeah, I am good. Thanks, asshole. Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah. I and But why would you say that? Because I know there are some people who are kind of the opposite of that. Like, the people who are more like, yeah, I'm talented, and you should all know that, and I will acknowledge that as well. Like, do you think there's anything wrong with that? Or? Well, not really, because those are the people that make it. You yeah, know? yeah. Which is great, which is why I'm starting to pick that up. Yeah. And I'm... Just, and I'm afraid it's turning into a monster. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> what am um, I becoming? But yeah, you're, like, you're good. I'm like, ah, I know. But thanks, yeah. man. No, really. Like, I try to yeah. balance, you know, do both. Um, so it's not bad because that's, you know, in, in a lot of business, that's that's the personality to have. It's oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I am good. Look at me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, we should. You, yeah. were, you were right. Yeah. yeah. Because when I've met celebrities and I tell them, like, oh, you're so great at this, blah, 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 they're just like, oh, thank you very much. Like, yeah. Just to say thank you. I feel like lots of people have a problem with self-confidence because they don't feel like they can accept that they're good at things. Yeah. Right, that is, yeah. Holy they have shit, to yeah. want other people to tell them you're good at this to be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm just okay. Oh, yeah, it is, like, it's pretty, it is most common the case that it's like, ah, oh, most people shrug it off and yeah. faint. Yeah. I think it's okay to accept that you're good at things, but yeah, you don't have to like, force other people to say you're good at things, but if you know you're good at things, embrace that. And, yeah. and just, you know, thank people when they, when they say you're good at things. I'm, I'm starting to come into that because i i'm similar to you where it, it was like i would kind of play the role like for me it was even a further extent i would play the role still do sometimes with people i've known a while of like a genuine fuck up like <laughs> my life's in chaos yeah but then i still know that there are these things like oh i write like i'm a i'm a good writer i'm solid at this and that and coming into that for me is still scary because i'm terrified of embracing the idea that I could be genuinely, like, good at something. And I still haven't figured out, like, why that is. Because I'm like, people like being good at things. You, like, it's not like Rachel Ray's going home and like, fuck, I'm so good at baking, but I hate being good at it. You know? <laughs> right. Like, but... It raises your own personal bar. I was I was watching Game Grumps the other day. I was watching them a lot of time on YouTube. Yeah, shout out to them. Um, but I didn't want to just like, I want to steal, I want to steal their like monologue because they were talking about this, how looking back, they do a lot more everyday, con- like creating, creating things now. Mm-hmm. They do a lot more than they used to. And now like taking a break feels a lot worse than it used to. Like right. when we were in high school, we could just sit around all day and do nothing and feel okay with that. And you're like, oh, I ate today. Yeah. And then, but now it's like, um, you know, I haven't touched the script in a while. I'm yeah. Like a piece of crap. And then. Eventually, as we're in the professional world, like, taking one day off on the weekend is going to be like, you know, I feel like shit didn't do anything today. Right, yeah. So, it is intimidating enough to keep raising that bar and raising that bar, but it, it in the end, it'll pay off. Right. And you are getting more used to it every time. Right. And I, I think there's a way to do it without being... Because my biggest thing is always, I'm afraid of turning people off, like... Oh yeah. People are like, oh, he realizes he's good now. He's, you know, he just right. lost it, a fan. Like, kind of like all the hate like Kanye West gets and other celebrities. Like when they really embrace that, like, yeah, I'm pretty great. Yeah. Other like lots of people will hate them, and other people are afraid to lose their friends if they embrace yeah their own talents. Yeah. We feel like we're supposed to stay humble and stay low. Otherwise, people are going to think you're too prideful and take you out Julius Caesar style. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, that's a. That's so crazy. It's a fun conflict yeah. to live in. What, what would you say as far as um, just doing both? You, I mean, 
some people do, but I would say within our, you know, circle, you, you have a pretty unique voice in that you do stand up and music both like seriously. What would you say um, has been the uh, best reception you've gotten to both? Like, what do you find that most people are drawn to? As far like, do most people come to you and you're like, oh, Ryan is a musician or Ryan is a stand up? Mm, that's funny. Because when I, when I met you, I was like, he's a stand up. He's a stand up. All right. Yeah, um, that's, you know, I wish I knew. Mm -hmm. You know, now being a Raspberry Pi, people are like, oh, you're the other half of Raspberry Pi. Right. Um, and that's what it is now. And, you know, I guess with other comics, it's like, yeah, he's, he's you know, I've seen him do stand-up before. Right. Um, but I see, I mean, it's funny, I see myself as Ryan the Musician, stand-up comedy is a hobby. Right. Um, but it's funny, because, like, you and I guess other people see, like, oh, yeah, he's the, uh, he's a stand-up comic. That's funny. Um, but I would say most people see me as a musician, but I could be very wrong about that. See, I'm, I'm, or was before, kind of on the opposite side of that, where I was doing stand-up and music was a hobby. I've, I've, like, stopped <laughs> music now, but there would be a lot of times with, like, people I was close with. So I was, I also did, like, band and stuff, where people looked at me, like, Oh, like he's a musician, and in my head he'd be like, "No, damn it, I'm ah, a comedian." Because <laughs> <laughs> we're now do both. For for me, it was just music was too. Um, I say like it was that fucking long ago. A little bit of a backstory: the other day, I like took all of my music software off, and I deleted all of my songs, and I was like, "I'm gonna devote all of my attention to writing because." Music is not my strong suit. I like it, and it's fun to do. And I know that I, I have some talent in it, but I don't think I could ever... Like, how you, like, play in a band and everything, I don't think... And I'm not saying in, like, a modest way, I really don't think I have it in me to ever do that. Okay. I could never in a band either. I, I couldn't do it. I I can sit down and write and everything, but, like, the, the constant practicing and stuff for music, I just can't... Have you ever been so, doing music comedy? No, only because, like... All of the music comedy I was exposed to in high school was super corny. And there are some that I like a lot, like Flight of the Concords, obviously. Mm -hmm. Those guys are legitimately great musicians, too. That, But there was so much I was exposed to that I was like, oh, music comedy is kind of cheesy. But, yeah, I, I took away everything, and I was like, I'm just going to devote all of my attention to this. Do you feel like you'll ever have to make that decision? Or do you feel like you have it pretty well balanced where you're like, I'm a musician, but I have plenty of time to oh right now it's I, I have a great balance right now I'll right. go to like a couple open mics a week one or two right um I don't know how it's gonna be in the future you know if I have to stop doing stand up comedy oh, it'll bum me out I won't be you know I won't cry over it it's like yeah. oh well I just have to do the one thing I wanted to do anyway yeah sure sure what um now being in a uh, Raspberry Pi, were you in any like other bands coming up or? Uh, was this your first, like... I, you know, I've never been. Well, I've wanted to be in bands, and I was like, "Oh, bro, let's form a band." You yeah, know, everybody says that. <laughs> I um, was in a band for two days but, called Fire. You know, I, I did like like if you count, you know the, you know the the school affiliated groups. I was in bands. I was right. in, You know, like the symphonic band played clarinet, marching band. And chorus, right. and I'm still at UCF uh, doing University Singers, which right. is fantastic. Oh my god! Because um, well, choirs that? are really fun, man. It's University Singers. University Singers. Okay, very yeah. cool. I 
and that's that's a rewarding experience yeah. as a musician. What is, um, what is it about? And that's you know that that's one of those things that'll keep me humble. Right. It's I get to because there's like what eighty ish people in it. I think it's like seventy nine maybe. And I get to be a part of one one eightieth of the thing. Right. And and I just get to learn because Dr. Brenner and this is a plug for Dr. Brenner. Like I know you know he's a composer, but he's whatever. Um. He's a genius. He's a fucking genius, okay? He is... I'm not gonna... Uh, he's, like, so overqualified for UCF. It's bad. <laughs> but uh, the way he just communicates these ideas, and it's like, oh, just sing like this, and he'll just position his hands in some way. And it's like, ah, oh, that makes sense. What that makes perfect sense. <laughs> and on Thursdays, he'll, like, at the end of class, usually, he'll, like, read us a poem. And some people just like that because it's like, oh, now we get to stop rehearsal and it kills class time. Right. But he, I think why he does it is so that we can understand language. Just not even music, just language, speaking. Okay. And like I said, how music is, a, is another way to communicate. Poetry is. It's taking these words and arranging them in some way that has another level of impact. Right. And so he teaches that so we can understand that. And learn how to communicate some ethereal ideas in music right. as well. It's like those nonsense poems where, like, there's actually no words; it's just weird sounds that happen to make a, a mood. Even that, yeah. yeah. I that is that is true. There were in high school, especially. I remember there being things I was frustrated with that I could only connect through, connect to through like poetry. That I was like, they're saying this in a way that you wouldn't say conversationally, but it's like actually helping me. I feel like I'm having like a conversation, and I feel like that probably goes the same. Like how you were saying for music earlier, like you're, it's reaching something that you can't necessarily express through conversation yeah. or just. Words. And even yeah, like I guess even comedy, any yeah. any yeah. form of self-expression kind of has some other degrees that yeah. aren't just like the base level. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I had this teacher in high school that just taught me everything has this other deeper level if you can find it. Right. Um, which is, you know, it's fun to analyze things. Like comedy, like it's a, it's a comedy is a conversation, but the other side can only do like several different things. Like they can laugh. Right. Or not. Right. Or go like, oh. Yeah. Or like whatever. And like that's, and so you're giving another level of communication to those people. It's fun. Right. And that's one, I, I noticed myself uh, a, a difference in my stand-up coming when I acknowledge, like, oh, comedy is, like, a serious form of art like anything else, you know? Oh, yeah. Where it, it, so much of it is tied into, like, the, the performance aspect of it that when I first started, I didn't really acknowledge. I was like, just go up and tell jokes. That's right. all it's it really that. is. It's not that at all. <laughs> How do you... Like, when, when you're performing, and we were talking about, like, the joy, obviously, and getting laughs, like, are you in your own head when you're performing, or do you feel... Because I, I'm very conscious of every... Like, I hear myself in the mic, and I'm, like, mm. going through the motions. You know, not really... I kind of... I guess I'm kind of detached. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm just... I'm, te- I'm just seeing... Right now, because I'm doing sets that are just bombing, I'm seeing what works. How do I get these people to be on my side right um when i'm doing a set that i know people are gonna laugh at um i i try to come off as like i'm just another human being right. that they've known their entire lives right for the moment i get to pretend like to be their best friend right. for a second okay and i was like hey guys how's it going <laughs> We're i love you yeah um i might I, I might say some things that'll piss you off but you're gonna react because you have to yeah 
yeah. you're in this room with me, and that's the setting we've what we've both agreed on is I'm gonna say things and you're gonna respond to them. Yeah, I like that. I now was stand up something you kind of just like ran into, or was there like a plan coming into college where you're like, I'm gonna do that too, <laughs> music. <laughs> Uh, it was, nope, complete accident. Um, I you know like I just I discovered Natura the place. Right. Natura has been just a great place for me to grow as a person. I yes. love it. It'll oh, yeah. always be some kind of home to me. Yeah. Um, and it was on a Thursday open mic, and Ryan Holmes. It was the first one I'd ever gone to, and Ryan Ryan Holmes was hosting. Okay. And that's how I thought he was just like the guy that hosted every Thursday. Yeah. I was really disappointed in there. Every other week. Uh, you can edit that part out. Um, but I was like, oh, Ryan Holmes. And he was this really friendly guy. Um, yeah. He was being, he was really funny. Yeah. Um, he had a joke about a Honda Civic, like how, how they're always like, tail, how they're always going under the speed limit. And like, I drive a Honda Civic. It's and he gave, true. he like, one of his hosting things, like he just went around the room giving everyone a nickname. He's That's like, pretty awesome. you're, you're crazy, you know, you're Steven. And he's like, ah, you're Derek. Nobody likes you, Derek. Ah. And he was kidding. Like, he was being the nicest guy ever. He's like, yeah. There's one guy with long hair. He's like, you're dark and brooding Luke. That's who you are. You're dark and brooding. And that's how I remember this night specifically. And, and a, a bunch of people weren't showing up. He's like, this guy on? Nope. Just kidding. Well, on the next act. And so I'm like, Fuck it, and I know these really long stories. You know, have you ever heard of a Shaggy Dog story? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like yeah. a, it's like a story, and it ends on just a I mean, bad pun. Yeah, I have so many of these. <laughs> I'm not invited to parties anymore. <laughs> That's not true. People love me, but um, <laughs> and so I was like, yo, like, can I? Is it cool if I do the thing? And he was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Because the other guy, he was like, oh yeah, this guy's on. You want to go on right now? I'm like, sure, uh, I guess. <laughs> Um, and I told one, and I was so many ums and uhs and stutters, uh, and it's like, oh, uh, where were we? And nervously pausing, and yeah. but I got through it, and I don't know, pun, and people, some people were like, ah, yeah, you know, it was, and I and I did like some impromptu thing about like this guy who would hit on my lesbian friend who I was there with, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, he's not here now, is he? And people laughed, and I'm like, oh, I can do this, <laughs> yes, yeah, and I did this shitty story, and everyone was like, ah. Yeah. And I was like, hey, gotcha. And then I walked off the stage. And I was like, wow. Fuck. Yeah. This is neat. Um, and then I started writing jokes. And nice. so I, I, every time I see Ryan Holmes, I get really excited. It's like, yeah. that's the guy that got me to do stand-up comedy. Very cool. That's awesome. Now, you said something to me on, our, on the one we had before that I thought was super underrated as advice and more people need to hear it in terms of I wouldn't even just say stand up I would say performances in general is telling the audience like oh yeah 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 whenever I see new people perform uh, like whenever I go to the UCF sponsored comedy events <sighs> yep. you know those are great because then I get to feel like I've been doing stand up for 20 years you feel yeah. like a you, you know, you feel like and I've, I've been vet, doing it like, for like a year and a couple of months, and I suck yeah. compared to any other com- comedian Same. almost. <laughs> but I go to these Burger U shows, and it's just people who were probably told by their friends, "Hey, you're funny. You yeah. should do stand up." And like I said, completely different context and conversation versus on a stage. When we do those, I feel like me, you, I'd say like Ganyan and like Mike Elmans like, are are like. On tour, yeah. And so, and so, there was like, oh, this is my first time doing stand up. Oh, I've never been here before. And I'm like, I already hate you. I already know you're the not. The hardest ones be are the funny. ones who don't understand the mic volumes. The guys are like eating the mic or really. Too or just like they're like, hey, yeah. can you hear me? No. Nope. Could um, you could you go into that a little more? Like the like 
Because I, I, when you said that before, I really liked that. Okay. I was like, it's true. Yeah, you know, somebody's like, oh, this is my first time. Uh, then I already know what to expect, is that you're going to be terrible. And right. you're going to be terrible, and I'm going to be right. Yeah. And uh, so even if you, and even if you, it is your first time, and you don't say it, and you just go, it's like, oh, that guy tried. Yeah. Like, I'll give you that thought. Yeah. Uh, and or even if you tell, and this is for comedy, you know, if you tell a joke that doesn't work, and I... I'm guilty of this sometimes. Yeah. Um, don't comment on how you bombed. It's like, tell a joke, no laughs. Ah, I guess you guys didn't like that one. Yeah. Oh, that one usually kills. Fuck you. Yeah. No, yeah. because guess what? They're they're like, yeah, I know. I yeah. was there. You were right. <laughs> I didn't like, laugh. I don't want and you so to And so they hate bad. you even more than they do for telling a joke that did make them laugh. Exactly. Um, I, I had an experience with that last year where I... I, I it was a terrible set. I was just out of it that night, and I said like I'm really bombing right now into the mic, and I just felt the room coming down. Yeah, I was like, I don't. They are here to laugh, right? <laughs> and and there will be a couple times where it can be pulled off. Yeah. I, I don't get me wrong. I've heard some people like tell a joke it didn't work, and it's like, like if it's if it's like a night we're doing new shit. Yeah, like these nights yeah. where I've been bombing on purpose. Yeah, and I'm like, this is night. This is gonna suck. That's I'm telling. Stopping. I'm telling you because. I know that too, and I yeah. don't care if you hate me at this point. I'm yeah. like, this is all new shit. Laugh if you want to, yeah, because that's how I know. Yeah, you know, and I and I guess I'm a hypocrite for saying that. Um, but, but that's not your first time. Yeah, but it's not like oh, it's my first time. Which is, and I go to this other open mic on Tuesdays called Sleeping Moon. Right, um, I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah, about that. it's it's mostly musicians. Right, and it's actually right next to a high school. There's a lot of high schoolers hanging out there. Oh really? Yeah. Um, oh, and place. so you've ever been there? Yeah, I love it. Uh, and the hosts there are great friends, Anthony and Tessa. Anytime it's somebody's first time, they say it. They're like, this is this guy's first time with Sleeping Moon. Everybody give him a hand. That's fantastic. Yeah. And as a host, I should probably be doing that more, but I'm just a dick. Um, because then you it's like, you don't, you, you don't have to say that. You don't have to say that. You don't have to be like, yeah, it is my first time. Thanks, man. Because yeah. it's like, oh, we already know from a different authority, a different perspective. Oh, this person is new. Maybe we should go easy on them. Yeah. Instead of saying, instead of begging for that yourself. Like, yeah. This is my first time. Please go easy on me. Aha. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm not. It's going to be your first. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then somebody's like, um, hey, this guy's, you guys should just, you know, it's like, you know, this guy's going to be new. And it's like, oh, thank you for telling me that because then I know how to treat him. Yeah. Which, just a little side thing here going into hosting. For uh, comics, I don't think I would ever be a good host just because, I don't know, I, I can't elaborate on it now, I just don't think I would, but I, I think you'd be a great host. You think so? Yeah. Thanks, I mean, man. you got this Thanks podcast going on, like, you have the person, uh, you already know how to work with it. You know, one day I'll just leave it on and be like, hey guys, I'm hosting, but I'm also, like, recording a podcast <laughs> right now, but I always appreciate a good host because there have been hosts that have made me as a comic feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to say any names, but the host at Burger U, I really do not like. Oh my god, I hate him so much. He is the he. You will do a set and you'll come off and he'll. I remember my the last time they did at Burger U, I came off and he was like, "That guy was great." I really mean that, and I was like, "I don't really think that's funny." The way you're saying it isn't like making me laugh. It's just kind of. He goes for the snarky humor. Yeah, right. but it doesn't. No, but he was just salty. Yeah, he was. I mean. He... He was trying to play the character of like the sassy gay man. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, but it was. But do working. it right. Yeah, like even if that's what you are, like that's you know that's free. I'm not trying to attack identities. I know this sounds super edgy, and I'm probably gonna get in a lot of shit for just like oh gay people, gay people, gay people. But you know he's just this really salty guy, and it's, yeah. ah you don't 
don't have to be a bitch. There's there was no sense. You know, it's it's a fun character. Like don't yeah. get me wrong, I watch TV shows that I pull that character, and it's hilarious. But he wasn't playing it well. He was you were, you were just, he was just being a dick. He's yeah. Like, yeah, that wasn't funny. Yeah. Am I right, audience? <laughs> I was like, oh, no. cool. That's really awesome of you. Between that and, like, the constant, like, dude bro rape jokes, I was like, I hate this. Right, because, you know, because he was also right about a lot of them. Like, you know, he was like, yeah. that guy sucked, am I right, guys? And yeah. I was like, well, he did, but you're not supposed to tell us that. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm experiencing, Yeah, well, I'm experiencing this myself. It's yeah, fun. even as a host, like, when people suck, I... And there's an act that comes... Most Sundays, I'm not going to say his name. Um, you got to tell and me he's, and, so he's, and he's so, he's so bad. He's this is awful. a stand-up or a musician? This is a musician. Oh. Um, and every time he walks in, I'm like, this is... Wait, does he play Sublime? I don't think so. Okay, never mind. Um, and I just added the guy who plays Sublime. And, and, it, and I can't, <laughs> after he's done, I can't go up and say like, hey, this guy sucked, am I right, guys? Yeah. Um... But you want? To. I really want to. I so do. And and they, when I'm talking to my friends, even when I'm on stage, I'm so horrible. Yeah. So because like, I'm hanging out with the bar baristas, and it's like, it's hysterical. Like we're joking about it. Yeah. And I'll laugh, and we'll laugh. But I, when I go on stage, I can't do that to anybody else. I'm yeah. Like, hey, you give it up for this guy because I've been giving everybody else the exact same amount of attention and praise. Right. And so you're you're worthy of it because you came here. So yeah. good job. Because that is a tough you're thing. you're terrible, but good job. Yeah. Now, what, when do you think is the right time to have that constructive criticism? Because you don't know this guy personally, I'm guessing. No, not at all. So when do you think is the right time to... Do you think, as someone who is involved in music and comedy, that it's your job to pull him aside and be like, Listen, you, my dad once told me as a kid, and I never forgot, because we were talking about like careers in music, and I was a kid... And he was like, listen, uh, you know, if you know someone who can't, like, sing or something, just tell them, like, give that dream up. And I always remember that, because I was like, this is mean, but he's right. But he's, well, I've oh. got a story about that. Well, okay. Well, this is about Frank Sinatra. Okay. My Papa Joe, he's uh, 90, like, 5 now. He's very old. Mm -hmm. And he was, he was, he lived in New York, and he had friends in the mob. In the mafia, just straight up, and so Frank Sinatra is this young teenager, and they're driving over the Brooklyn Bridge. I don't even know if this is a true story, but he tells it like it is, and I believe him. And so he's—it doesn't even seem like a story you would even have to make up because he made the wrong mistake. Okay, so he's driving over with his friend Frank Sinatra's in like the backseat of something, and he so, "Hey, Joe, you listen to this kid sing? All right, go ahead, sing." And Frank Sinatra sings something, and my Papa Joe said, "Hey, kid, don't quit your day job." Damn. My Papa Joe told Frank Sinatra he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so either Frank <laughs> decided to ignore him or decided to prove him wrong. Hey. So I don't know if you should always like tell people generally to give it up. Because yeah. they might still just be learning. Who knows? Right. That is, yeah, that Maybe is a Frank fun Maybe Frank just some more music lessons or Joe just doesn't have a good ear. Right. Okay. That's... Yeah, it's funny. As, uh, I remember Nick had this joke. He doesn't tell anymore. It's a shame because I like it. Because um, it's a good point. It's when somebody's pretty good at something, you'll tell them I suck at it. Yeah. But when somebody's so fucking awful, you're like, you don't, nobody says anything. That is so true. That's really fucking true. I, why? Why? It seems like it's trying to bring them down again. It's funny. But there have been things that I've been bad at, that people have told me I'm bad at, and it, I feel like it's really helped me. 
you know? Yeah, well, because I bet if you're pretty good, you're willing to take that. Like, oh, hey, you suck at this. And, like, I know that I don't, but I know that I'm not the best. Like, that's a good yeah. place to be. Okay, you know what? Yeah, that's that's fair. So you don't think you would ever, like, confront this terrible music? Do they play covers or do they play originals? Originals. <laughs> originals and putting air quotes. It worse. I, yeah. I swore you were talking because one day there was a guy in, like, a suit who's playing Sublime on acoustic guitar, which is already, like, in itself a kind of right. a joke, and it was terrible, and I swore... I don't think I saw that guy. Oh, his... And he went after, um... I don't remember her name. She she goes every Thursday. She's really good. Um, she plays, like, acoustic songs. Diana? Yeah, Diana yeah. Jane. He went after her, and I was uh, like... Yeah, I don't think I saw her. Yeah. No, this guy is a re-, re... I don't... Yeah, this guy's recurring. Um, I see him almost every week. Okay. It's fun. The highlight of your week, isn't it? You know, it's the, I bet it's the highlight of his week. Oh, yeah. No, and I mean that. He, he comes on and he blows dick on stage and he gets off. One time he tried to walk off stage, he forgot to unplug his guitar and he like yanked the sound system. I'm like, you dumbass. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And so... You know, whatever. But you know, it does. Like I, I, I hate him because he'd pull shit like that. Yeah. But for him, that's the high point of his week. That's him. Right. Like, hey, I got to go on stage. I got to. And it takes some guts. Yeah. Too, and know? I. And I can't hate him. I do, but I can't. <laughs> um, He's trying. Cause he, yeah. yeah and yeah. the funny thing is, like me, me and Doug, Doug and I, Raspberry Pi, we're playing at Tent City. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week on Wednesday. Oh, awesome. this episode will be out tonight. So. Oh, okay, great. Um, right, so. November 11th at 9.30, or 9, 9 o'clock, Where, which at Tent City, uh, on UCF campus. Very cool. I'm going to plug, I'm going to probably plug the show, the rest, rest of the shows later, but, um, he's also playing, uh, at that, at that event, oh, and right. that's Tent funny, City. and I <laughs> See, cannot wait. There you can confront him as a musician, not the host, as a, as a fellow musician oh, who man, is good. You have given me the opportunity. <laughs> Instead of telling him, like, hey, you're not good at this, why don't you tell him what he could do better? Ah. Uh, like, hey, like, hey man, I see, like, you're, I see you're, uh, you're really starting out. I see you're holding your guitar backwards, yeah, and I you're playing, like, behind your I see you're your playing your guitar like you're hitting your wife. <laughs> like, um, I don't think that's working. So it's not. be like, here's some pointers from someone who's got experience, like, here, do this, and he'll be like, oh, thanks. You because know, I, I... He's know. excited about it, he's going to accept that, in, like, that advice from right. someone who's more skilled. When I get genuine criticism from someone who... Well, one, a big thing for me is I have to, if I'm getting criticism, you got to either be doing what I'm doing. Like, if I'm getting criticism on a screenplay that I did, I'm not going to take it to someone who doesn't write. I'm going to take it to someone who writes. If I'm get, comedy is a little different for me. If there's an, if you're an active enough as an audience member to give me criticism, I know you care about okay, comedy. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So when I get genuine criticism like that, where it's like, I like what you're doing. Here's how you can do it better. I'm like, yes, but I have gotten that criticism before where it just seems kind of more mean-spirited and more kind of like, I also do this thing that you do, but I think I'm better than you. So, you know, like, go fuck yourself. But that that's a, that's a tough line to tell. I don't have the personality to ever give someone like, you know, I can give someone constructive criticism for sure, but I don't think I could ever be like, you know, you're doing this badly. It might be different if the person is near the same age as you. If you're talking to a, like a really old person who's done this for a while, right. then you know you're getting their like life experience. They're That's not true. saying like, I'm at the same point in my life as you, but look how far I am ahead of you. 
That's true. That's a good I point. Think the age changes a lot. Yeah, well, that's it's weird working with Doug because he's like you know he's twenty five and I'm nineteen. Right. Um, and it's fun because I'll, I'll suggest things and sometimes I'll shoot him down, but I see that dynamic as oh he's already made these mistakes. Maybe the right. line wasn't uh, you know where it should have been. Well, that's a perfect. I'd say that's like a really good age gap because it's not like he's not like significantly older. You guys can still relate over. Right. He's still like thirty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that that's awesome. So, what kind of things? How does that process work with Raspberry Pi? What does he bring to the table, and what do you? Bring um, to the well, table? He, you know, he brings like the the songs, like right. this, there. Here's the chords we're playing. Here's the lyrics we're singing. And then I'm like, oh, what if we did maybe try that chord instead of, or right. would have played this rhythm slightly differently? You know, I'm playing with his songs like they're toys. Okay. Like I, or not not like a toys because I take them seriously. Right. Um, but. You know, I have he's he's laid down this shape, right. and I'm like, I'm gonna curve that line a little bit. Very cool. Yeah, for to use a drawing metaphor. <laughs> Are there any other music projects that you you like considered? You you want to rap? Um, or like yeah, I'm, uh, well, well, I'm gonna make beats and do a rap album with Ryan Ganyan. Really? Why the fuck not? That is awesome. Um, yeah, and then that's gonna be fun. And I might rap a couple the, verses. It's gonna be awesome. Ryan? Cool. What? Ryan and Ryan. Ryan squared. Ryan. Gone with the wind. Gone with the wind. Because Ganyan like and good wind. It's Honestly, rapping is a... I'm going to sound like so lame, like, suburban teacher, but rapping is a super cool, like, form of expression. Oh, it is yeah. great. It man. is. Because I, for such a long time coming up, because it was like, a, just with my friends, it was perceived a certain way. I kind of shied away from rap. I got more into it as I got older, and I was like, oh, there's a lot you can do with it oh, that's yeah. not, like, radio stuff, right. you know, like, real, genuine, like, uh, one of my favorite musicians right now, Childish Gambino, he does amazing stuff, also does his own beats, so that's, like, a bonus, you know, but, yeah. so, so, what else do you have, is, is it mainly, that's gonna be, like, your next big project? The, well, um, well, that's gonna be, that's gonna be a side project. Right, right. Yeah. Because uh, Kanye's like doing coding first, like that's his major, and like that's he's gonna be super busy. But uh, right. you know, we're gonna find time. And I'm gonna get a microphone Very first. Cool. Um, Very cool. So yeah, that's gonna be fun. But mainly, yeah, just Raspberry Pi because I'm seeing where that's taking me right now. Now you told I don't remember the uh, like specifics of it. You told a story. Put you on the spot a little bit here. Okay. You told a story on the last podcast that I was hoping you'd tell again because when you were coming over, I was like, it had something to do with acid. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what it was. Was it about here? You remember what? here? What, um, here, this location. Well, no. Uh, the the concept. Uh, yes. Yeah, about, yeah. 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 It's yeah. it's really dumb because you know now now I've watered it down because I took it way too seriously like right after I did acid. Right. Because, you know, it's uh, it's a hallucination. Right. It was something that was not real, but I believed it was real for, like, a couple months afterwards, which right. is dumb. Um, but it's this idea that there is some connection between all of us. Right. Which, you know, is totally possible. Yeah. Because, like, in the universe, it's... We're made up of all the same particles. Yeah. It's a very Buddhist concept. Right. You know, it's, and it's like it sounds like oh trippy shit, man. Right. But I, you know, in some way, who fucking knows? Yeah. Like, give me this. Like, I know I just yeah. said there's no meaning and everything's a lie and everything's absurd. And I, this is the meaning I drew. There's some connection to all of us, which is why I'm nice to people. Yeah. Because I, in some way, I am them. Right. And they are okay. me. You know? Yeah, it reminds me of like Carl Sagan and Cosmos. You know, like everything's made of the same right. stuff from the stars. And, right. And you know, it's it's that, and it's 
you know, our minds all very different, but they're still functioning in some similar way right. that we can all connect to. Right. Um, which is why, you know, like music is, can touch all of us. Oh yeah. Or, you know, comedy can touch all of us or art in some way or everything, any concept can be familiar to us. Right. You know, everybody has different knowledge, but everybody has knowledge. Right. Um, it's very interesting. And that's fun. In art history of the 20th century, I'm taking that class now, we were discussing, because there's certain art movements where the artists decide that there is no universal language of art, mm-hmm. and in others, they're trying to seek that universal language of art, where they're trying to do, like, you know, just a few colored squares, where anyone can relate to it from anywhere in the world, but others see, like, no, you can totally just draw any inspiration from that you want, and it can totally change it. So there were different movements saying there is no universal truth, or there were ones saying that they're seeking the universal truth. Right. Mm. Now, every episode, I ask my guests for a piece of advice. I don't remember what I asked you the first time. This one's probably different from what I asked you the first time, but whatever. I asked the guests for a piece of advice that I think would be relevant to either people who currently listen to the show or people who I think will eventually be listening to the show. So usually it has stuff to do with, you know, like, maybe, like, anxieties or, like, creativity and stuff okay. like that. Because I think other advice was the stand-up comedy, like, uh, yeah. don't say it's your first time on stage. But I can, I can come up with another one. What, for you, what, like, when you wake up in the morning, what, like, makes Ryan Goodwin, like, happy? Like, what is your... What do you do every day where you're like, oh, I'm a happy person? Oh, man. If you are a that happy a person. That is a lovely question. I'm because ask that. Can I steal this and just ask it to other people more often? Yeah, of course. Oh, thank you because so much. me and Brian talk about this a lot. I'm a yeah. genuinely unhappy person, usually most mm, of the time. That's funny, because I lie to myself and say that I am. You but know? The, but you it's... know inside, though, like, does that well, still bother you? I don't know if I am unhappy. I say I'm pretty happy. Right. I am. I'm, I'm content with the way things are. Okay. Um... And, you know, I tell people, like, oh, I'm an optimist, and sometimes I feel like that's delusional. Right. There's something about optimism and delusion that's similar, and I don't know if that's true. Um, I hope it's not. I was about to say I would agree with that. I know, you're probably, and you're probably (laughs) right, but I just like being, not dumb, but unaware for a moment. Okay. Or, you know, delusional. Maybe that's that's a harder word to use. But, yeah, um... Because, you know, I, I try to see joy in everything. Yes, everything kind of sucks. Right. Actually, mostly sucks. Right. The world is always in shambles. So people are like, oh, the world sucks now. I'm like, no, the world has always sucked. Like, <laughs> everyone's like, we're going to die. And, oh, I get to say this one. I remember saying this in the last episode. And, uh, I get to say it again. I'm really excited, too. Um, and everyone's like, yeah, the world is shit, and we're all going to die. There's going to be a nuclear apocalypse. Like, that has been a fear for a while. And, look, nobody really wants to nuke each other because... You know, that's and it's it's a fabrication to think everything sucks now and it didn't before. Right. Um and everyone's worried about the future and I don't worry about the future because smarter people already do. I like that. I like that so much I and I remember that. now as soon as you said it. And and so what makes me happy is the fact that I'm gonna be around for a couple more minutes at least. Yeah. And I get to do what I need to right. and what I want to. But what, where would you, what would you say the need is? Whenever, you know, whatever I want. Like I said, I get to find my own meanings. Okay. I get to... Live for the now and make your own purpose. Right. Yeah. Like I said, you know, if everything's meaningless, I get to write my own meaning. Can I just already say, this is going to be, I think, episode 10, I'm probably going to have you on a thousand more times. Oh, I would love to, man. I fucking love these conversations. (laughs) Because 
it is awesome. We're gonna um we're gonna play a game that Brian's gonna join us for. Brian, if you wanna Oh, I don't have another chair. Um I'll squeeze in here. We're Do gonna it. we're gonna play an improv game. Now those of you who listen uh know that we play a game called Blank and Blank and Blank Riding Bikes. <coughs> it's just a stupid game where a few characters or celebrities are riding bikes. That's it. People always ask me, is it a tandem bike? Yeah, it doesn't matter. We, <laughs> we, we find out as we go, you know? So you're going to be Morgan Freeman? I'm gonna be, I was Morgan Freeman last time, and I was like, I can, I'm okay with Morgan Freeman. Okay, very cool. You do Morgan a really good Freeman. Morgan Freeman. I don't Morgan do any Freeman. impressions. To do good well. Morgan Freeman. Just say Morgan Freeman over and over again. I have none that... Brian, you're going to be... I'm going to be Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby-Doo meets Morgan Freeman. I have, um, I, I'll let you guys give me someone. I do everyone pretty much the same. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be bad regardless. Um, I think last time you did Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Oh, yeah. And you did pretty good with that. I'll do, I don't know if you want to do Bill Clinton again. I'm fine with Clinton. I'll, Mr. Clinton. Clinton. Or do you want to do Hillary Clinton? You know, you know, make this show for the millennials. I recorded an episode yesterday, and they had they asked me to do Hillary, and I couldn't do it. All right, never. All right. Um, <laughs> That's the worst for voice acting is thinking you can try something and then it just bombs. <laughs> for a while, I just went ah, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's nothing. Okay, yeah, either Bill Clinton or Robin Williams. Robin, oh, oh, on, uh, I'll do Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Always okay. fall back. Right. Okay. So we were Bill Clinton, Shaggy from Scooby Doo, and Morgan Freeman riding a bike. Riding bikes down the street, and we'll see where it goes. Shaggy, go ahead and start us off. Well, I guess now the mystery machine's broken down, we'll just have to take these bikes, Scoob. Scoob? I don't, I don't think your dog is here today, Shaggy. Scooby Doo, where are you? These better not be fixed gear bicycles. I do sure hate these goddamn hipsters. And they're fixed gear bicycles. Uh, Mr. Morgan Freeman, I have to ask, uh, what do you think your next film choice is gonna be? <laughs> well, I'm planning to narrate the nature that happens in a forest, and the cinematography will simply happen around it. That's how much of the penguins was made. Like Mr. Clinton, he's a real drag. <laughs> Shaggy, what did you go as for Halloween? Halloween, I was staying inside. <laughs> I deal with mass people all year. Why would I want to go out and see more? Sorry. But, like, the candy's worth it, I guess. What? I just have the rest of the gang bring me some. Uh, Mr. Freeman, what did you go as for Halloween? Mm, well, in an ironic twist of fate, <laughs> I was Satan. <laughs> Most people were like, Morgan, you should play God. And I'm like, I know. Do you know? Do you think you can do uh, as as Morgan Freeman? Do you think you could do your uh, impression of Satan for me and Shaggy? Mm. Why can he not? <laughs> Welcome to hell. You shall suffer in the eternal pit of fire. Swings. See, it's feel. It's like I could. It doesn't even sound that bad anymore. I could. Uh, I could. I could tell you we're going to pierce you with. Hot rods for the rest of your eternity. For not even the rest of your life, for eternity. And you would be like, ah, oh, that's fine. I would be like, that's. I think we're done. <laughs> I think we did it. I had an awesome time, Ryan. Again, I'm glad this one actually worked. Hey, 
you know, yeah. this will be out tonight. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Ryan, please come back. I would love It'd to. It would be awesome man. if you did. I would love to actually uh, have possibly you and Doug. Maybe you guys could do some songs. Oh, for sure. You know, uh, Brian, thank you for being here. No problem. I hope sometime you do an episode. I can try. I, I hope you do. It'll be like a TED Talk, but less accurate. Hey, man. <laughs> but that's, less accurate. These go all over the place, so it's all good. So anything you guys want to say before I know we lots of up? useless animal facts and art history facts. And I'm sad a lot of the time, so tune in for that episode. The, all that sounds very useful. Being sad all the time? <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean, I guess that be. made Edgar Allan Poe's entire career. Hey, man, yeah. that's how it worked. Anything you guys want to say for uh, Can I plug up? shit? Yeah, of course, okay. please do. I'm going to plug uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Um, <laughs> hey, check out The Raven, published 18-something. Yo, he dropping his new mix soon. <laughs> no, Never uh, more. Uh, Raspberry Pi is going to be at Tent City on Wednesday, the 11th. Uh... You know, if whatever you listen to this episode, uh, and we're gonna be at Red Lion Pub on Tuesday, the twenty fourth of there November. Um, that's gonna be super rad. Quick question about Ten City. That's in the Arboretum, correct? It is. Okay, just making sure. Yes. Um, people are probably gonna bring re- weed. It's fantastic. That I mean, is um, all right. Uh, you check out uh, facebook.com slash Raspberry Pi in the sky for you know more shit. Raspberry Pi was already taken. Hey man. Uh, turns out it was a middle aged white woman. And I'm, because her last name is Raspberry, I'm like, oh, uh, she's so fucking clever. Um, but I'm I talking to her about it. I think you guys won there. That's, like, cool. Yeah. And so, you know, we're, I'm talking it's to like her. Um, sky Raspberry, uh, Yeah, so Raspberry Pi in the Sky for Facebook. Uh, if you want to hear what I do, metalblip.com, or metalblip.bandcamp.com, or soundcloud.com slash metalblip. So much shit to plug. Twitter, IG, at metalblip. You know how it do. Very cool, man. <laughs> I live here. <laughs> all right well thanks thanks plug. a lot for listening um, oh who, who's on the uh, outro music oh today? um you know it's my friend john tilly and i'm gonna have to go in i sometimes do the inserts afterwards because i don't remember the name of the song that he's doing oh, well then never so mind i didn't ask it. you that question hey it's all good we we like random stuff Would in you here like so shaggy to plug the outro song oh please do Casey, you can't use someone's top 40 <laughs> god damn it <laughs> All right, thanks a lot American for listening, you guys. American Top 40 with Casey Kasem. That's what we'll leave off on. Cool shit. Wow, what a what a riveting episode that was. That sounds sarcastic, but I mean it. That sounds sarcastic, too, but I'm serious. I really like that episode. Um, so, a couple things. Uh, not sure when I'm going to have the next episode up. Uh, kind of, you know, like everyone else. Um, going through some stuff right now. But I have another another episode recorded, so I'll probably put that up in the next week. It's a, also a great episode. Um, uh, my friend, my good, 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 good friend, Ryan Goodwin, uh, a couple of the things he plugged, I just want to remind you guys of um, that uh, Tent City performance will be tomorrow, the 11th, and that's at, that's at UCF, that's at the school. Uh, bear with me because I'm finding like the notes I had on it. I made like notes, as you can hear me probably turning, turning the page. I don't know. I'm talking like that. Okay, well, there's the Ten City performance. You know what? You heard the episode. You know it's there. So you know, go to that and the other event that he talked about. Because I've heard great things about Raspberry Pi. I haven't gone to a show yet, but I really want to. 
Um, also, he performs at Natura uh, Thursday and Sunday night. So, and I do too. Michael Elmanzar does. Ryan Ganyan does. Uh, Eric Feeling hosts. So come out, support local comedy. Uh, what else? Oh, the song that we're going to have featured today is by a good friend of mine, John Tilly. Um, he records under the name Hooky Schmoo. Um, now, if you like his music, you can go to soundcloud.com slash hookyshmoo. And the song that I'm going to be featuring today is called Oak. Uh, actually, no. I'm foolish. It's not called Oak. And you know, just a thing here, I'd like to say, I purposely do like a stream of consciousness thing instead of like editing around these these uh these clunks here because um i don't know i just like it better like that it's like we're talking and i like talking hmm so yeah the song is actually called without a doubt it's on his newest album yeah soundcloud.com slash hokishmoo um that's spelled H-O-O-K-Y-S-H-M-O-O. He makes really awesome stuff. I'm super into it. Listen to the songs, download them, you know, all of that. But thanks a lot, you guys, for listening. And hopefully I will see you soon. <laughs>